0: or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone
1: tap Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
2: UK Tech Weekly Podcast. I said a hip, hop, the hippie, the hippie to the hip, hip, pop, and you don't stop, a rocket to the bang, bang, boogie, say up, jump, the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie, the beat. Now, what you'll hear is all about tech, and it's so hard to beat. And me, the topics, and my friends are going to try to hold your ear. See, I am Henry Burrell, staff writer, saying hello to a podcast brought by IDG and the titles they follow. PC Advisor, Macworld, Techworld, and Computer World. They're all UK and now I'm gonna stop. That went on for far too long. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna give
1: you
0: a rap. I'm
2: so out of breath. If we were a rap troupe, then this podcast would be our freshest mixtape, inevitably available as an Apple Music exclusive visual album that would alienate those on other platforms not bought into the ecosystem of Ron Brand. Thank you for joining us, listener. <laughs> we know you're keeping it real. We're back for another top forty countdown. minutes that is, of the freshest tech hits of the past week. On the mic, I've got another three quarters of your favourite weekly crew to introduce, each more streetwise than the last. He's got more beats than Dre, it's Scott Carey, online editor at Computer World UK. He's got more rhymes than Biggie, it's Lewis Painter, staff writer at PC Advisor and Macworld UK. Hello. And he's got more bump than grind, it's Chris Martin, consumer tech editor at PC Advisor. Dig it. (laughs) (laughs) If tech was a game, we'd be MVP. And it is. So we are. (laughs) Let's go spit bars over Android N, Deliveroo, and PlayStation. Drop the beat. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I'll install Android Nougat on her Nexus device to make it up to you and your family. (laughs) Chris Martin. Nougat, Nougat, or Nugay? Google's dropped an update bomb. Let's talk about Android N. Sweet. Is literally sweet, and I just <laughs> knocked the mic. So yeah, Android always names its operating systems after sweets. Yeah, they're all named
1: after sweet treats. Uh, after Alpha and Beta, it yeah. uh, began as Cupcake. I won't reel them all off. I've Thank done you it for before. Not doing that. Um, so we're up to N, and it is Nougat, or however you want to say it. Oh, and so that is alphabetical. Yeah. Blimey. <laughs> um, so it was. It was supposed to. Well, not supposed to be. It was heavily rumored to be uh, Nutella. Um, after them um, partnering up with Nestle for KitKat, but, it, but it's not. Um, and it has come out this week, which was a little bit of a surprise. Um, it was kind of rumoured to come out in August, but there was it, the rumours were pretty thin on the ground. And then we suddenly had this rumour a few days ago saying, oh, it's going to be August 22nd. And it was kind of just this slightly lame screenshot. Um, <laughs> um, and we kind of were like, yeah, pretty much thinking it's not going to happen, we would be surprised if it did. Although there was the possibility because Google doesn't always do like an event with a keynote and invite loads of people and live stream it on the internet. Sometimes they do just put up a blog post saying, here's the new thing. And they even did that with the Nexus 5 with a new device. They just went, here's the Nexus 5. And we were (laughs) like, oh, okay. Um, So it has been announced this week.
2: I suppose it's similar in a way to iOS then in that Apple and Uh, Google announced their operating systems before they come out, quite a while before. But then it's different to iOS in that only a few devices can get the new Android update when it actually first comes out. So who can get it at the moment? No one. (laughs) No. (laughs) That's not true. That's pretty exclusive. You can download it on um,
1: the most recent Nexus devices. So the 6P, the 5X, the Nexus 6, the Nexus 9 tablet. I think the Pixel C... Um, So quite a few Nexus devices. So those are kind of Google's own brand devices, but they're built by companies like Asus and HTC and Huawei. Um, um, So it's not actually... It's out, but it's not out. It's kind of weird. The first device that will come with it... um, Preloaded is going to be the LG V twenty, which okay. is a phone that hasn't even been announced. <laughs> so uh, how do we know? How do we know this? <laughs> well, LG said it was going to be, and then Google confirmed it. There you go. Um, and that will be announced on the sixth of September, I believe, which is just after
2: IFA, which is also a slightly strange yeah. uh, decision for those um, listeners who don't know. Yeah, IFA, IFA is the uh, consumer tech show in Berlin. Yeah, yeah, cool. Which we will be reporting from. But sorry to cut you off. No, it's fine. <laughs> and. Um, so this is the
1: first version of Android that hasn't come on new Nexus devices. So there's always been a new Nexus phone or tablet okay. that's like been the launch device for that operating system. Like how Apple announces the new version of iOS, then the new iPhones that come out come with it and all the other iPhones get it. Yeah. Um, so it's a buck of the trend. Um, we're not even sure if there will be new Nexus devices anymore. Um, fingers crossed there will be. Yeah, they're quite good, uh, and you'd think there would be, but Google's also rumored to be building its own phone, as in not getting a partner to build it with them. So we'll kind of have to wait and see whether that happens. But there are there's is two devices codenamed Marlin and Sailfish. Is that right? Don't know. N- Lewis is nodding. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and so those are supposed to be the new Nexus devices. Uh, Look like two new phones to replace the 5X and the 6P, Um, but perhaps there's something else. Maybe they're new HTC Desire phones, Um, which are the mid range HTC devices. Very long running range of uh, HTC phones, which were the flagship range but aren't anymore. So, are there any new features that stand out from the update, which you've used a little bit? Yeah, so obviously, like you say, it was announced earlier in the year um, and like ios you can download like the developer preview the beta yep. if you want um to flash your device that supports it so we've been using it on the nexus 6 mainly uh, also the pixel c um, and yeah there's some good stuff there's new notifications and <coughs> um, features so you can if someone texts you you can just reply to them without actually opening the messaging app you just there's a little box and you can just type. Can't, I, I can do that at the moment though. Yeah, this is yeah. the thing. <laughs> Many of these features are available on other Android phones, which is how, which is kind of one of the big differences between iOS and Android. Is that the manufacturers who make Android phones are free to do whatever they want with the operating system. So, for so, example, so- like no, this notifications thing arrived on the LG G2. In, like, 2012. (laughs) Oh,
2: right. And now it's becoming a part of Android Oh, I see. So now, with this update, every device will have that as standard, whereas before it was the the manufacturer... It was LG that added that on.
1: And, like, for example, it now comes with multitasking so you can run two apps side by side, which, obviously, on tablets is quite a handy feature. But Samsung's been doing that for ages. So it's good in a way, but it's also like, oh, we've had this stuff. But it should help get these features across... All devices rather than just oh you
2: need samsung for that or you need lg for that or truth like so and so so yeah lewis and scott have been pretty quiet <laughs> as apple users though we understand so uh, scott is, is this all just latin to you or? yeah pretty
3: much <laughs> like all, all i've been trying to work out is what the next one's gonna be called <laughs> oh wait Get uh, it go. oh yeah.
2: oreo oreo yeah another branding I don't opportunity know I I can't think of I can't think of any other sweet. No,
3: and then P peanuts got me peanut butter. butter,
2: Yeah, Q, Q, quince, quince
1: Quince jelly. (laughs) There you go. Google, you can have that one for free.
2: Sweet. (laughs) (laughs) The boys from the south. (laughs) Yeah, we can't hide from that, can we? Um, so so yeah, we have got some of the new features, and we know kind of why is it limited though to certain devices, why can't it be a like Android rollout to everyone? Do we know? Well, (laughs) like, think about it.
1: Apple makes iOS for iPhones. It's the only manufacturer of iPhones. Yep. So currently there are only three, four different iPhones you can buy on the you know, from the Apple store online. Okay, there are older ones, but even if you include older ones that aren't on sale, that's not that many phones. Yeah. And they all run on basically the same hardware so it's very simple. So Apple can just optimize the rollout for all their phones. They can decide how far back the hardware can go to support it and then just make it available for everyone. Whereas Android uses various different processor manufacturers. like, And the biggest difference is that manufacturers don't just put Android on. They do their own put their- skins. Yeah. So that's what takes the time. Yeah. They've got to decide which... Uh, stock Android features they do and don't want then they've got to add their own layers to the stack if we're getting
2: a bit developer Um, (laughs) like but it's but it's so manufacturers are they kind of working against the clock Google will give them developer preview and then they have to be like oh what are we going to do with it is that how
0: it works I think
1: so yeah so I mean you'd think they'd get it nice and early when Android ends announced you know when we're playing around with the preview that you know they've got to be as well but it just seems that, but by, by the time it launches on Nexus devices, which is obviously the ones that get it first, they've still got months of work to do. Yeah, it seems, and everyone would like it to be quicker, but it's not. It has got better, um, and all I can tell you at the moment is that HTC are rolling it out to the 10, the M9, and the A9. Okay. And Sony's going all the way back to the Z3 Plus, which is Cup pretty ends. good. Yeah. Um, Samsung hasn't said anything at the moment. But realistically, if you've got a Sony and HTC and a Samsung or something like that, you're looking at early 2017, probably. Okay. Unless somehow they get it, like, it'd be good if some of the flagship ones got it before Christmas, but I wouldn't hold your breath.
2: And like, uh, obviously, we're tech journalists, so we, we're sort of, we, we, we know when this is happening. But to the average consumer, I'm presuming that many of them aren't really aware of updates, even for iOS. I know it's slightly more public for iOS, but I was kind of thinking about it. And do you think, and this is obviously to everyone, um, how do we feel about the operating system divide? Is it kind of like, uh, well, macOS, as it's now known, versus Windows? Do we really have just two choices? And is it fair that Apple basically has half the market with one operating system and then Android's open to everyone else? Do you even think about it as Apple users? Not that really. was quite a lot of questions. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know which
4: one to answer first. There's what do you, what do you reckon? There. I mean, in in the debate about iOS versus Android, more than anything, um, you know, the the Android fragmentation between the software is what puts me off Android the most. I think yep. I think the worry that I'm going to buy a flagship phone this year and it might not get next year's update just seems a bit counterproductive. When you know, if you get a flagship iPhone, you've got at least four or five years of updates ahead of you, and that's you know it's always going to be supported. Yeah. So that's my two cents on it. <laughs> no, that, that makes
2: that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, if if, if like like Krista has mentioned, if you've gone out and got the latest Samsung, even the S seven, you no Still indication of wait. when you're gonna yeah. have it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. the uncertainty
4: yeah. that I don't like. It's the fact that you know it's gonna take a while, no matter what happens. You're, then.
1: you're pretty much guaranteed to get the next one. Yeah, and probably the next one. But the, it's again, it's the time it takes, yeah. and it might not happen yeah. for a particular device for different reasons and stuff. So yeah, it's not. It's not the best part of Android. It's probably yeah one of the worst Android parts of Android. Part of Android. But it, it has got a lot better because oh, yeah. so many of them are going more and more stock. Mm-hmm. So like HTC's is basically stock now. So Sense is like next to nothing that they add on. It's um, a shame because I used to like Sense. Sense was the best yeah. at. Um, kind of the, when they were all desires. When yeah. they're at their peak. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, now nowadays they are much more stock, so it should be getting quicker. So perhaps we will see some for like the HTC 10. Yeah. They shouldn't need much work
2: to to get in out because there isn't much on top. Uh, and for those listening who have an iPhone, do we know the uh, next uh, iOS Update release date. Um, iOS 10.
4: There are rumors at the moment, obviously, because the event isn't until early next month. But so, uh, based on previous years, we're looking at around the 14th of September for um, okay for existing iPhone users, and then whenever you know the new iPhone comes out, that'll have iOS 10 preloaded so, on it. I
2: suppose in the same way, just to fight Androids, kind of slightly, is that Apple had their event back in June where they announced iOS 10. Uh-huh. And then they're going to have another event to announce the release date for iOS 10. Is that right? Well, so it's, it's, kind more, of, it's still it's quite protracted, isn't it? It's not really for iOS. Right, it's, it's for the, it's the for iPhone, the iPhone yeah. and
1: then it will include iOS. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
4: And there's usually like one or two flagship <clears throat> software features of iOS 10 that are specific to the latest model, yeah. which usually tends to upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah.
3: really remember the last time I updated my operating system and was like... gem, gem genuinely felt it changed my experience of the of the device like they're normally they tend to be now a little bit more subtle uh, in the in the updates you'll get a few features that you like a few that you don't like but nothing really changes
4: my experience of the phone I'd agree with that. They've been a bit slow in the last Mm. few years, but I mean, I think, in my my opinion, I've been using the public beta of uh, iOS 10 since it came out in July. Yeah. And I think this is the first year in quite a while that you can really see that they've changed a lot about it. You know, how it it feels. Yeah, how it looks and feels, how you interact with it. You know, everything from notification center to you know the control center, everything about it is at least slightly tweaked from what it was in iOS 9. Cool. So it should bring something a little bit more exciting. Yeah, the, the messages platform's been updated quite a lot. Oh, hasn't yeah. It? yeah. That was like the flagship thing at WWDC is that you yeah. can send all these animations <clears> and all this lovely stuff in messages now, and it's all built into the text app. You and know. is it 10 that I can
2: now delete my stocks app? It is. Oh, <laughs> 10, finally, it's, it's 10 years. It doesn't, years. It doesn't actually delete it. No, no, it just but, hides it. But you know, we, we talked about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then just to bring it full circle, just for the end of the section as well, I suppose Google, they've got Android Nougat coming out. And then also, we just briefly saw the release now of Google Duo. The video calling app which is listener cross-platform and you only need a phone number to do it so i can duo scott or um or lewis uh using that app as well so it's a google service you don't need a google account for basically uh so maybe them trying to line up slightly more with uh with apple's way of doing things a little bit yeah i mm. think there's a lot of um money in
1: services <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, money to be had good services <laughs> keep customers and so why not push on with more stuff like that
2: yeah all right cool well thanks that's good android nougat there you go just going to go around the room quickly uh chris martin nougat or buhar nougat lewis painter
4: i'm gonna go with nougat.
2: oh nice nice and, and scott carey buhar yeah there hey. we go gotta to, got to have gotta have someone disagreeing sweet so we'll be right back after this to talk about deliveroo Just waking up in the morning, gotta thank God. I don't know, but today seems kind of odd. No bucking from the dog. No Deliveroo driver happily bringing me a gourmet burger at (laughs) 1am. Scott Scott Kerry, before we dive in here, just for some listeners, what is Deliveroo?
3: Okay, yeah, so if you don't live um, in... London, basically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, so Deliveroo is a uh, service that will bring you food from a selection of restaurants. So you'll log in. It's an app on your phone. You'll log in. It will show you um, a bunch of restaurants nearby. You'll order some food and then it will be delivered by a Deliveroo driver, either probably on a moped or a bicycle. So if you've been in London and you've seen a cyclist tearing around with a Deliveroo bag on their back, then you'll know what they're up to.
2: Yeah, the little kangaroo logo, and yes. so these guys are all they are they employed by Deliveroo or are they self employed technically? No,
3: so they're te- technically self employed, but there's the government are starting to look into this because if a com- if someone is working solely for one company because that's how they have to make their money, if they have to put the amount of hours in that it would normally take to be employed by basically, them, like you're wage. basically de facto an, a full time employee. Whereas companies like Deliveroo and Uber. Would much prefer you to be self-employed.
2: So to that point, what has rightly we we contest <laughs> riled delivery drivers in the last couple of weeks?
3: Yeah. So what happened this week is um their the delivery drivers um organised a wildcat strike um against uh some changes to their payment structure. So they were originally paid a quite good seven pound um, set rate um
2: yeah. per hour yeah,
3: and then one pound per delivery they make.
2: So they're probably making 10, 11 quid an hour on a good day. Yeah,
3: Yeah. and obviously there's peaks and troughs, um, but if they're working at peak times, then they're probably doing um, about that. And then they've delivery tried to change this to £3.75 a job with no fixed rate. Okay, (laughs) Um, (laughs) that's not great. (laughs) Which the delivery drivers uh, unsurprisingly were upset about and they organised a strike. What is impressive here is that... um, And this is probably what Delivery didn't expect, is that the drivers all banded together and managed to actually put a a strike in place. Considering every driver is a self-employed sort of singular unit, I think organising a a strike to this extent is quite a difficult undertaking. So Mm. hats off to them for, for pulling it
1: off. Why was it called Wildcats? It's. Ins- I think it <laughs> sounds like a really cheesy American cheerleading team. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually
3: know what it means, um, but I think it's basically a sort of a less organised strike than the sort of ones that you'd see on the tube, which is organised through the unions. Yeah. So it's um it's a less formal version of a strike.
2: Did they all shout? Wow, cats! I hope not, because <laughs> that would probably affect the amount of seriousness that it took. <laughs> Well, so so how are we thinking that the tech side of things influences and informs the uh, negativity of this story? Because I think the the media in the UK is generally, I, I uh, sort of hesitate to say, sided with the delivery drivers on this, perhaps. Yeah. I yeah. think we would probably say that, although we have to be slightly impartial. But um, how, in deliveries as, as an app, basically, how has it tried to justify this change in price?
3: So what a lot of these companies do um, is they use this sort of tech uh sharing economy uh rhetoric where they say we're giving them the opportunity to work as flexibly as they want and by shifting to this new model they can earn more than they were before if they do more deliveries um yeah but they but what they're doing is they're outsourcing all the risks so the 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 employees then it's completely on them and there's no fixed rate um so it definitely plays into the hands of of a company like delivery to make it that way but the uber have been doing this for years they've said you know you can um work in your own hours you can make your own money um and that's all well and good for people that might have like a full-time job and they have the time and the and a car and the capabilities to do yeah. it and this is the story that uber have been telling over and over again is that you've got these people who are working in the day, making some extra money in the evenings. But actually, a lot of Uber drivers are full-time Uber drivers who have to buy their car. Uh, They then have to pay it off in installments.
1: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just
0: $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com real noom user compensated to provide their story in four weeks the typical noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week individual results may vary
3: which they're paying for with their uber fares yeah so all of the risk of their insurance of the vehicle of anything like that is all on them rather than on the employer um, so they're sort of
2: outsourcing all their risk so I, I, as you refer to it as the so-called sharing economy, yeah, how you would umbrella things like Uber, uh, Deliveroo, maybe even like Airbnb, Airbnb, something like that.
3: Hassle. Yeah, um,
2: debatably eBay, kind yeah. of. But, but like um, the internet has made it possible uh, for these sort of businesses to exist. But do you think this kind of thing is indicative of how all major businesses will have to succeed in the coming years? Or at least businesses that can bloom that quickly, Deliveroo's kind of popped up from nowhere.
3: Yeah, I think um, it, it definitely works at the beginning. And, yeah. <laughs> and and Uber drivers at the beginning were very very happy I think um, that they were paid very well they were very flexible they didn't have to compete with many other drivers so they were seeing a lot better rates than they were when they were sort of locked into hours with uh, cab companies and things like that but then when you sit, hit a certain saturation point the employers can start doing things like Deliveroo did and yeah. start slashing it um, and when it becomes a buying market for them in terms of staff they can start making it a little bit more employer friendly than employee friendly than it was at the start. Mm. But I think with someone like Airbnb, it's it's really interesting because you see the way that they tell stories about their users is really interesting. The way they market Airbnb is you've always got this, you know, quirky guy who works in the day who then lets out his room <laughs> in the evening. And that's how it started. You know, it was four developers in San Francisco who saw an opportunity during events to let people sleep on their sofa. But now, as we know, in New York and London, People have like eight properties that they are letting out basically as a hotel company, but not having to pay in if the taxes that hotel companies have to pay. Um, And they're hiring agencies to come and do the cleaning for them. They're basically running distributed bnbs uh, <laughs> yeah. on on airbnb which is illegal but they they can do it and these are the stories you don't hear from airbnb yes. they want to tell you about the quirky people rather than the people who are running it as a business
1: it's really annoying like i was i've booked some airbnbs for next month traveling in america and like i was looking for somewhere like really central in san fran mm-hmm. and like most of the listings were just rooms in like hostels and yeah. stuff and it's like that's not airbnb it's like feeling like they should take these off yeah but it's in their interest for people to book them because then it makes them money so yeah you
3: want that genuine neighborhood experience (laughs) that airbnb sells but it's harder and harder to find yeah
2: it was really annoying anyway it is it is (laughs) yeah have you guys ever rented out your own house for airbnb no i don't know if it's true i've used it a lot (laughs) yeah i've used it a lot as well
3: to good success I've, i've only had one or two bad experiences
2: I I mean, I can't remember where this is from, but I did hear a couple of years ago that one of the main complaints for Airbnbs wasn't that people were like having parties and trashing their places, but that they were used to shoot pornos. Interesting. Uh, (laughs) So like stuff like that, the system can be used and abused. But then in terms of delivery, Scott, am I right in saying that the protests have resulted in the trial the, so- the so-called trial being opt-in.
3: Yeah, sorry. So we didn't even um, say why it was a success. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, the measure of success is, is down to your perspective, really. Um, yeah, but delivery made concessions rather than um, outright reverting back to their 7 and one model. Mm-hmm. So um, now, yeah, it's it's an opt-in rather than an opt-out system. So you can still go with their new Bonkers 375 for <laughs> delivery uh, model if you want to, or you can revert back. Um, so they, they've made some concessions there. Um, and, and you know that I would consider that a, a victory for them
2: oh definitely oh, yeah it brings up so many so many questions of like yeah job security, minimum wage yeah. i was trying to, I was sort of trying to think how to compare it and if if uh IDG told us that we just get paid three hundred seventy five per story. Mm. And you have to do as many in an hour as you can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, like, if, oh. if they did it via
3: traffic, um, yeah. the B2C team would be doing a lot better financially than the B2B team. But
2: then, so. yeah, obviously, yeah, completely unfair. And like, if you actually break it down like that, yeah, saying to somebody who rides their bicycle around delivering stuff, yeah, you have to do this money to basically make ends meet. Yeah. It's a bit of a kick in the teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's
3: not very nice. And then even going even further, you've got like Uber and, and uh, Deliveroo saying, you know, we want to support our employees. They're our lifeblood, blah, blah, blah. But Uber, I think this month, they're going to start rolling out self-driving cars on the streets for trials. <laughs> so yeah. that, to, to the like, they are a hindrance to the company. They would never say that, but they would rather be able to just own no cars, own no staff. This is the, the, the so rhetoric weird, they've been it? going on. For years. When the
2: employee are the hindrance to the growth <laughs> of the company, yeah, it's oh, not good, is it? No, have you, Lewis, Have you ever used Deliveroo? I can't say I've used
4: anything like this. I've never used Deliveroo. I've never used
2: Airbnb. I'm so useless in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but like stuff like they've got apps in London like Just Eat as well. Are they on yeah. the same model? Do we? Oh, do they actually have full time employees? Like obviously, I think Just Eat more of a middleman, isn't it? Is Where it
4: will talk, will tell the delivery it will tell the takeaway what yeah. you want, and then they'll they deliver use it their, to their own.
2: Them. Okay, and they use their own delivery. Okay, cool. We'll try and dig up a scandal on them next week. So but, uh, Just
3: but the, I know everything on that. The, interesting <laughs> thing, the other interesting thing about this Deliveroo success is that um, Uber Eats, which is the Uber version of Deliveroo, yeah. um, their drivers have announced that they're going on strike this week as well. So oh, they've right. seen what happened over at Deliveroo and thought, yeah, OK, actually, we're not too happy with our um, terms yeah. over here. So they're going to go on strike as well. Do you
2: know if they're paid a per delivery? I don't know what well? their model
3: is, but I'm assuming it's fairly similar, but otherwise they wouldn't be going on strike.
2: Mm. And there must be some sort of subsidi- subsidization going on there as well, because I've seen lots of offers popping up for like free Uber Eats deliveries and stuff.
3: Yeah, they're doing the same thing they did with, with Uber, is is trying to get people onto the platform at yeah. all costs um, and get them trialing.
2: So it's just smartphones fault, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Damn
4: them smartphones. <laughs>
2: Well, we just talked about smartphones. <laughs> now we talked about Deliveroo and how a smartphone is ruining it. But hopefully, I think here, the general consensus is that this uh, this uh, wildcat um, strike, that's the word, yeah. it's been a good thing. Um, um,
3: I'd like to admit that most of my takes during that conversation are all stolen from my colleague, Tamlin McGee, who wrote a great piece about the strikes on Tech World this week. So yeah, check that he, out. He has informed wanna... our
2: opinion of this. <laughs> yeah, I think, we, I think we tend to agree that it's a, it's a good model in in principle but it really yeah. does have to be followed through yeah. it's a bit scary to see how it kind of unravels quite quickly but if you are in london or in any sort of a major city do use deliveroo and uh, tip your driver generously <laughs> um so yeah thanks scott that was a deliveroo happening this week i uh, just want to go around the room and i'll start with you scott uh, sharing is caring or stand and deliver stand and deliver that's the that's the bad one you know yeah. okay cool all oh, right, yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> sharing is caring, or stand and deliver. Uh,
4: sharing is caring.
2: Okay, cool. Because th- I thought that was the good one. Yeah. That so we'll good. leave it up to the listener, uh, Chris. Um, where's my pork ribs? <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris's birthday, so we'll let him off. All right, uh, cool. Thanks for that, everyone. And we'll be right back to talk about all things PlayStation. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance floor pro, I know, you know, I go psycho. When we talk about Sony PlayStation games console (laughs) rumours. Lewis Painter, (laughs) rumours abound. But before we talk about what isn't solid, what has Sony announced this week that is set in stone?
4: Well, um, I mean, as some people may know, PlayStation Now is a uh, streaming service from Sony that allows you to play PlayStation 3 games on your PlayStation 4. And um, it doesn't, so you don't have to download the games. You can just browse through a selection of games like Netflix and then like Netflix, it will stream the game to your... Uh, your PlayStation okay, which is pretty sweet. cool um, It's, I think it's kind of their answer to Xbox One's backwards compatibility because there's been a lot of backwards compatible games announced for Xbox recently does it I'm... include Wildcats <laughs> Wildcats <laughs> there was a game called Wildcats <laughs> it probably would it just, every time you say Wildcats it just reminds me of High School Musical is that something to do oh with God. High School Musical yeah they might have really? been the Wildcats yes
2: I just think of Thund- yes. Thundercats that's yeah. what I'm
1: thinking I was, I was right. right cheesy American
2: you nailed it without yeah. even yeah.
1: knowing what you were describing <laughs>
4: yeah <laughs> Uh, so yeah, PlayStation Now. I mean, um, since then it's been um, introduced on Samsung TVs, which I thought was pretty cool. So if you had a Samsung Smart TV, you could download the app, get a DualShock Four, and then. Not you're all... Sony, not Sony. Actually, it may be Sony. That <laughs> it make would it. make it sense. would be very weird if there wasn't Sony, <laughs> yeah. but uh, Samsung was the big kind of announcement when it came out. They were like, "What, Samsung? Yeah. How do they? How do they charge it if it's streaming? Uh, you pay a monthly subscription. Okay, it's twelve ninety nine, I think, a month. So Same as Netflix. Yeah, but then you is... get unlimited playtime. You get unlimited playtime. You get okay. yeah, and all your game saves sync between all your devices, so you can play on your TV. You can go to work, play on your
2: PC. So yeah, is, is that yes. a new thing as well, being able to play PlayStation on your PC?
4: Yeah, this is what they've announced this week. Um, I mean, it was really weird how they announced it because they had a blog post on one day saying it's coming soon, and then literally the next day they're like, "It's out! Here it is!" <laughs> <laughs> so you could have just cut the first one. Or, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, basically. Did you not know? <laughs>
2: basically a dongle isn't it
4: no, no that's a different thing oh There's, god god sorry i'm bar. getting ahead of myself going what is it what is it <laughs> so basically playstation now uh it, so it allows you to stream playstation 3 games on your pc so okay that's that's, that's the just new the software. software for pc yeah right. but you also have this dongle which allows you to uh, you plug the dongle into your pc and you can use your dualshock 4 playstation 4 controller wirelessly because up until now, I don't think it's been supported at all, really. So, you know, if you have um, a PC game and you want to use a controller, you're more likely supposed to use an Xbox One controller because they're plug and play. Whereas with PlayStation 4 controller, don't quote me on this, but I think you have to configure it yourself. Mm, uh, but this great. USB, just whack it in, plug and play, same as Xbox One. So it brings, and obviously with PlayStation now, you have to have a DualShock 4 to use it. So they kind of needed to bring it out. But that's not out until 15th of September. Okay. So until then, uh, PC users have to be wired.
2: So what is the advantage of a, uh, being able to play it on a PC if you already own a PlayStation, apart from being able to just do it somewhere else?
4: I think the real benefit is for those who don't own a PlayStation. I think it's really? more for PC gamers. To. Yeah,
2: you don't have to have a PlayStation. Is so it yeah. the, the first time that they've basically said you don't actually need to buy our console? it's yeah. just
4: kind of yeah essentially the same. yeah. You don't, I mean it's not obviously you're not going to have <laughs> PlayStation 4 games yeah sorry Chris <laughs> As well, yeah you don't you, there's not PlayStation 4 games so if you really want you know the latest you know high end games you're still going to have to get a PlayStation 4 but okay. if you kind of want to be nostalgic about it play some games that you played you know maybe were in your teens or wherever you know like 5-10 years ago they'll be on there you can play oh, them that's quite yeah. a lot actually then isn't it mm, um, yeah. considering it's only PS3 games yeah that's
3: it's quite quite a, quite a hefty price, um, yeah. if you're if you can't play up to date games.
4: Yeah, I know. That's
1: kind of I've just realised this is actually perfect for someone like me. Yeah. Who's never had a PlayStation of their own but has various PCs, most of which have decent like gaming specs. But the fact that it's only PS three games, mm. like I wanna play some even some PS one games, that would be cool.
4: <laughs> you can play Uncharted. Yeah. All oh, the older uncharteds anyway. Yeah. Well like, why not just
1: add in the older ones?
4: I mean, I don't I mean I'm not too sure really. I I mean I don't want to say um, prematurely that they're going to be doing it in future but mm-hmm. I imagine that you know with the really popular older games that are, that they'd be ported sooner or later.
1: I mean, I I would pay like a one-off price for some of them. Yeah. Cuz like Nintendo I'm sure making a bit of a killing uh with its eShop mm-hmm. by just selling all of its games from like the last Yeah. 25 years. Like, that, you know, Pokemon Snap, it's almost like a relaunch. (laughs) They're, like, they're bringing it to the eShop on Wii U, so you can play Pokemon Snap on your Wii U. And, like, everyone who played that game but, like, doesn't have it anymore is going to be like, oh, a few quid, yeah, I'll buy that.
2: Like... I would meat. do the same thing with, like, Micro Machines. Yeah, they've got, they got tons of old Game Boy games on there and stuff, haven't they? Yeah. Someone's just going to go, oh, yeah, I'll pay six quid for that game. I yeah. Kirby. yeah Kirby. I mean, I just paid six quid for Pokemon Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> like...
4: See, there is a bit of an issue, though, with, with kind of uh, being nostalgic about old games. I used to remember games as being amazing on PlayStation 1. But then I bought a few PlayStation 1 games because my PlayStation 3 was backwards compatible. Yeah. So I bought a few PlayStation <laughs> 1 games. I thought, well, do you know what, let's, let's start from the beginning, work my way through a series. I can't remember what series it was. Max Payne. Oh, Try- I put in the, Max, good the first Max Payne game. Was it crap? I couldn't get through the tutorial.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know, it was just the graphics, was, it, you couldn't even see. Iron- they they Ironic- weren't faces. Ironically,
2: Max Payne. <laughs> so much pain for me. <laughs> <laughs> so if, so we're talking about backwards compatibility here and people being able to play these games without actually owning the console. Mm-hmm. But do you think it's also PlayStation trialing something that they might do with PS4? Do you think that they would actually bring it to a current generation console, this kind of thing? Would they actually try and get people to n- not buy it? Was That's that- interesting, actually.
4: I mean, I that could be possible, yeah, because I mean, but then at the same time, it, it depends a lot on people's internet speeds. I think the reason it yeah. is PlayStation 3 at the moment is because you're streaming the game and you're not downloading it, whereas PlayStation 4 games are pretty large in size compared to their PS3 counterparts. So it'd be a lot harder to stream those kind of games. So I think maybe not completely wipe out the PlayStation 4 completely, but you know, maybe some kind of box in the future that can mm. allow you to plug into your PC and let you play PlayStation 4. Games. Well, there's already know, just the uh,
1: the PSTV. Yeah, um, that was so a, bit of a flop, though. And now it, they, they yeah, but they it can and do it. something similar.
2: Yeah, um, but yeah, we should probably talk about the new consoles. Yeah, maybe we should
4: just move away from all that. Do it. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, so they've done this at uh, a slightly weird time because we're expecting not one but two new two PlayStation, PlayStation consoles.
4: Oh yes. Yeah, I was really I'm so excited about this as, <laughs> as a dedicated PlayStation gamer from like playstation original playstation days yeah, i'm with you <laughs> um it's yeah so basically a few months ago a rumor started floating around the internet saying that there's gonna be a more powerful playstation and then the general consensus was that it was going to be announced at e3 but that never happened and then at e3 microsoft announced their uh, their xbox one s so it's a more it's a slimline version of the xbox one which has 4k video playback and it's a smaller and i think it's got a larger hard drive and a few other little improvements okay. here and there yeah um so, yeah, Sony didn't announce any anything, so they am like, what? Um, <laughs> but there's been more and more leaks as, as the weeks have gone on and time's gone on. And because, obviously, PlayStation VR is coming out in October. Now, uh, while Sony has said that all PlayStations can handle PlayStation VR, you know, some people are going to want a higher-end experience than what the standard PlayStation can provide. And that is where the PlayStation 4 Neo yeah. steps in, yeah. which is a high-end PlayStation. Well, this is the rumored high-end PlayStation. Okay. It's supposed to have 4K uh, playback, like for games as well, uh, which beats the Xbox One S, which is only video playback, as well as, you know, larger hard drives. It's just a general improvement upon the first generation PlayStation 4, not a PlayStation 5, as some might get confused with.
1: Okay, it's kind of been dubbed the 4.5, like a half update. Yeah.
3: Okay, so there will be a PlayStation 5. Well, if there is a PlayStation 5, but yeah. (laughs)
2: I mean, yeah, because
4: Microsoft has said that the Xbox One might be their last console. In, in, oh, right. in the standard sense but anyway moving on from that you've got the PlayStation <laughs> 4 Neo and you also have the PlayStation 4 Slim now this is a relatively new rumour I mean we've heard a bit about it but there's just been whisperings more than anything I've kind of thought people just must have got a bit confused between yeah. the two um, but, but it, no, might be, it might be two different things yes pictures yeah. pictures are the best proof and <laughs> there has been a lot of pictures leaks the last few days I think it appeared on Gumtree or one of those somebody ones, yeah know. basically somebody sold one yeah obviously I don't know where they got it from <laughs> but they sold one The weird thing is that more of them are popping up now.
1: And uh, yes, all these pictures popped up online. um, And then Eurogamer actually went to the person who bought it (laughs) to look at it and confirm that it was real. And they were like, yep, it's real. And they took some photos of it, comparing it with the PS4. And they were like, "Yeah, yeah." So, oh,
4: okay. So that's definitely happening. It's, yeah, that's
2: pretty, it's much a pretty a weird, given. <laughs> weird way to do a hoax if it was yeah. a hoax. So yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah.
4: PlayStation um, Sony has confirmed that they're having an event on the seventh of September, which is the same day as the iPhone launch. Great, it is a PlayStation
1: Ooh. event as well, isn't it? It is a PlayStation specifically event specifically, yeah. PlayStation,
4: and it's event. I can't remember what the tagline is, but it's the same tagline as when they introduced the PlayStation Four. So it kind of suggests that...
2: A why, going why would they do it on the same day as the iPhone launch?
4: Because they want to make tech journalists' life hell.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: There's no reason yeah, for it. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> it's around hate. about the same time as well. They hate us.
3: Same same tagline. <laughs> it's just lazy, isn't it? Yeah, just don't be lazy. Think of a new one.
4: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for the, the uh, Neo because uh, it's supposed to improve. Yeah, It'll give you better playback, better graphics uh, in games because, I mean, everyone says the consoles are kind of a bit naff compared to PC games because, okay. you know, PC game, uh, PCs can be upgraded over time get a new graphics card get more ram all that kind of stuff but with consoles you're stuck for like you mm. know a console say so you're comparing a console that came out in 2013 i think it was yeah um to a pc that's in 2016 obviously the pc is going to be better but this is the console's way of saying hey we've still got a bit of game left in us
2: so we're going to have the slim uh which is just kind of a form factor change yep. and then this neo kind of bridge uh console which yeah. will be like yeah. the, the beefed up one yeah Okay, cool. Any idea when these will be out?
4: Uh, Rumour suggests they'll be out before the uh, launch of the PlayStation VR headset, which is the 13th of October. So okay. we've got yeah about a six week window for it to be announced or something like that.
2: Okay, cool. I know. Uh, yeah sorry, Chris. Uh, you'd think that they would bundle them,
1: yeah. you know, the new console with the VRs, and that, that would, would make that, a lot of sense. That would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's
2: how to get them out the door, and it's kind of like you know the proper approach to Christmas, so people start buying them yeah. for Christmas. And for those those listening, um, obviously we all get excited and we've got our ear to the ground about these kind of rumours, but do you think most consumers are even aware of these upgrades or do you think it's still all about the games for, the, for most people and then suddenly these consoles will just appear on the shelves? You, is that is that actually a hype for for most gamers about these things? I think
4: there is hype for the for, more for the Neo than the Slim. I don't think people really care about slimline versions of consoles because it's just you know if you don't have a PlayStation Four you might get the Slim, yeah. but if you already had a PlayStation Four you're not going to upgrade to a Slim, right? Because yeah. there's nothing there. Oh, there's no point. Yeah. I would
1: say the Slim is more for like people who wanted to buy the PS Four but yeah. haven't got round to it, and then oh there's this new one, it's yeah. cheaper, and they're not really yeah. they don't really care about the specs and stuff. Mm. Whereas I, read, you know, all the people getting the Neo. I, I, You know, the gaming community community is one of the most active online. So I think they are the kind of people who are, who are looking at these rumours and stuff. You know, we're getting a lot of traffic yeah. from somewhere. yeah. And it's yeah. got to be true. the people Very that true. are, like, excited about, what, you
2: know, when's the next one coming out. A bit like when's the new iPhone coming out. It's true. So, Scott, are you, you're excited about the new iPhone? You're excited about the new PlayStation? I love both those things.
3: <laughs> but I will...
2: What was the game you were getting excited about this week? The Last of Us 2. Oh, The Last uh, of Us 2
3: is rumoured, yeah. I've read, apparently the Final Fantasy reviews are coming in really bad, which is
2: not... Oh, that's not good. Not that's
4: about their day one patch that I have got to spend two, week, two months on.
2: All right, cool. Well, there's new stuff coming out all the time, and we'll always talk about it, and <laughs> everyone's going to buy it, and it's all great. <laughs>
4: Essentially.
2: Wildcats. <laughs> that's not going to be our new nickname. Right, um, so just go around the room for the PlayStation. Uh, Scott, uh, PS4 or please no more? PS4. Lewis Painter. PS4. Birthday Boy. PS4. There you go. Three for four. Okay, brilliant. Thanks for joining everyone. Uh, Big ups to you, listener, for tuning into IDG FM today. Be sure (laughs) to remember the frequency for next week's edition. We really do appreciate the support though, so please do subscribe and tell your friends. If you are so inclined, you can also tweet us at UKTechPodcast or email editor at idg.co.uk with your words and vibes. Remember, you can listen to us via iTunes, SoundCloud, Embedded Online, of course, in bed, Offline, but you've already peeped this, so we know you're in the know. And we'll be back next week, as ever, with a hot slice of audio wax to slam onto the turntable that is your discernible and appreciated ears. Uh, Much love. Say goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 UK Tech Weekly Podcast.
1: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well? HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
0: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then...